You are listening to Keystone Stock Talk Podcast, episode 63. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.keystocks.com. Come back often, and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Keystocks and on Facebook or via our 24-hour streaming radio station, pennystocks.fm. And keep submitting your stocks via the usual social channels or at our website, keystocks.com, for our Your Stock Our Take segment. And we just might review your stock in an upcoming show and let you know if it is a buy, sell, or hold. This week in our Your Stock, Our Take segment, we take a look at GlobalScape Inc., symbol GSB on the New York Stock Exchange, a leading developer of software for the secure movement and integration of data. The company specializes in EFT, or Enhanced File Transfer, software. A listener who had owned the stock in our recommendation points out the surge in the company's shares over the past week, asks what is driving it, and is there value now? Our star of the week is North American Construction Group Limited, symbol NOA, on the New York Stock Exchange. It's seen its shares rise 35% year-to-date in 2019. NOA provides mining and heavy construction services to customers in the resource development and industrial construction sectors, primarily within Western Canada. I would like to again thank my co-host and welcome him. Uh, that would be Aaron Dunn, Senior VP of Research for Keystone. Mr. Aaron Dunn, how are you? Thank you. I'm doing good, Ryan. And uh, obviously, we've been busy here getting ready for our seminars coming up. And um, I think it's, uh, what do they start? They start mid-April? Yeah, mid- mid-April. I mean, April 15th to the 25th. Uh, 15th we'll be, to 25th. Yeah, we'll be in six cities there, and I think we're actually going to head out to uh, eastern Canada, Toronto, and uh, some cities out there uh, sometime in the early part of May. But certainly we'll be in Kelowna on April 15th, uh, Victoria on April 16th, Langley April 17th, Vancouver April 23rd, Edmonton April 24th, and Calgary April 25th, uh, inviting current clients and uh, would-be clients or anybody who wants to learn more about uh, building a simple stock portfolio, how to look at stocks, how many stocks to add to your portfolio, what type of businesses, and we'll give you some specific recommendations to get you started in that respect. And we'll have some special topics like we always do. Uh, We have recently looked at the cannabis sector, blockchain, big data, AI, gaming stocks. We'll We'll comment on all of those. Uh, should you have those hot sectors or hot segments in your portfolio or just buy some cash-producing stocks and become a boring millionaire? Uh, it's a great segment, two hours with myself and Aaron, um, and we also do uh, at least an hour afterwards and we take questions on the seminar itself and on any other topics you have related to your portfolio or North American stocks. One thing I, I, I really liked about the last set of, of DIY events that we did is that we, we 
stay true to our, our, our core research. We talked about the, the small cap growth, the dividend growth, um, gave individual recommendations in those spaces. But we really, we really went into what were the hot topics of the time, which was blockchain, cryptocurrency, cannabis, AI, big data. Um, some of those continue to be hot topics today. But it was interesting to me because by breaking down these sectors, I mean, I knew with the blockchain, with, with the crypto um, several of the other uh, hot topics that we touched on as well. I knew that they were highly speculative and there wasn't a lot of fundamental value in the companies that were operating in those those spaces, but I didn't know how speculative it was until I actually yeah. started breaking it apart. And uh, I really I really like to think that we saved, you know, hundreds of people money by doing those events because we really steered them away from these highly speculative areas that continue to perform very poorly since the since the DIYs and directed them towards good, growing, profitable companies uh, that actually ended up performing well, generally speaking. Yeah, and I think one of our major takeaways from like what to stay away from were the hyped uh, blockchain and cryptocurrency segments, and uh, that has proven to be very good advice over the last six months to a year, really, um, as that segment and anything associated with it has absolutely plunged. And what we did do is, like I said, we do you know, five actual real recommendations typically at a seminar that you can put in your portfolio. One of the companies we actually recommended just, this was in October of this past year, um, was uh, a, a company called Questor, symbol QST on the TSX Venture. It was trading at $2.22 there. I think it trades at $4.90 today. So listeners uh, or our attendees have literally had a stock more than double over that period. That was one of the five recommendations. So I'm sure that paid off their $29 to get in the door. So we provide you with things to avoid, suggestions on what to avoid, but also obviously we give those recommendations on what you should buy in your 10 to 20 stock portfolio to get you started. And uh, there is just a, one example of a company that we recommended. And it's been about four or five months since then. And the stock has nearly doubled. Now, not every company we recommend is going to do that. But uh, it was a cash-rich company growing, trading at reasonable valuations, and the shares have surged since then. Certainly not a company that had a lot of hype behind it or you know was involved with the crypto or blockchain sector, but just performs. And that's what we think you want in the market is returns, not uh, to invest in hype. You know, it's, it's, I really think that there's, there, there's nothing else like this DIY, our DIY seminar that we've done. And, and I'm not just saying that because I'm incredibly biased, which obviously I am, but <laughs> yeah. I, I, objectively yeah. speaking, I don't think that there's anything like it where you have an opportunity to sit down, learn a little bit of, of, of practical um, knowledge that you can apply right away to your own investment portfolio, and then also be given, uh, provided with several recommendations. We provided five last time, individual current recommendations that people can look at adding to their portfolios right now. And all of these companies have been vetted by us, analyzed by us. So every single one of these businesses that we talk about as being good potential opportunities are profitable, growing companies. And that, that's what's important. There's just, there's not a lot, there's not enough emphasis in the retail investment community on investing in profitable businesses. And I truly believe that you know, 80-90% of the risk that that retail investors take can be can be eliminated or avoided just by focusing on focusing on profitable businesses and staying away from the speculative companies that are generating no earnings or in in a lot of cases, many, many cases, not even any revenue. 
Yeah, these concept stocks that people add to their portfolio can just be killers over time. And it really seems like a like, like Aaron's talking about just profitable companies, profitable businesses, putting that in your portfolio. It seems really simple, but you'd be astonished uh, as to how many companies that don't meet that criteria that get into your portfolio from other advisors or in large funds uh, that you can find within your portfolio to try to you know achieve some level of growth when you don't need to take that extreme level of risk to uh, come up with some good solid profitability and uh, you know I think we provide you with the the research which is our focus to find those companies uh, but also you know a strategy on how many stocks you should own in your portfolio and uh, what makes sense in terms of uh, constructing a portfolio over what period of time and and you know it comes from our couple decades of experience in the industry so hopefully we can pass that on and i'm excited for uh you know the upcoming seminars uh, it should be should be a good time the the q and a sessions are quite good and quite lively so we it's gonna it's this. gonna be great i'm excited too and you want to know what yeah. i can keep going on and on about it but i'm, yeah. gonna, I'm <laughs> gonna save it for the events we will for sure let's get into your stock our take it's time we answer a question on your stock in a little segment we like to call your stock our take buy, sell, or hold. company we're going to talk about comes in from a question emailed in from the Moore family. It's on Globalscape, symbol GSB on the New York Stock Exchange. It's a company they said you had recommended to us in the past. The stock jumped this past week. Any thoughts? Globalscape, uh, like we said, symbol GSB on the New York Stock Exchange, currently trades at 585, market cap just over 100 million, 105 million. What does the company do? Well, they call themselves a global pioneer, but we'll just say they develop and distribute software that delivers managed and host solutions and provides associated services for secure information exchange, data transfer, and sharing for enterprises and consumers across the world. The solutions essentially are in the area of managed file transfer. Uh, they securely transfer large files uh, for large corporations, small and mid-sized as well. The stock jumped 30% last week. Let's look at what's driving that growth. Well, the fourth quarter results came in. Revenues rose just under 5% to $9.28 million. But it is the net income that really drove the stock. Uh, net income was up to just under $3 million, or around $0.17 cents per share, compared to a net loss of uh, just under 200000 in the fourth quarter of 2017. Adjusted EBITDA was up to 4.6 million from 1.4. So you can see extreme growth in terms of EBITDA and in terms of net income. So in early 2018, Globalscape restructured its operations with the aim to increase revenue, reduce operating expenses, and deliver greater profitability. Sounds like a simple plan and a plan that most companies should do, but there were some doubts as to whether management could execute on it. Now, we compare the fourth quarter results to the same period in 2017. We did that above. Uh, we saw you know decent revenue growth, but not extreme. Operating expenses declined 43% in the quarter, and the company went from a net loss of 200000 to a profit of $3 million. So two of the three were very successful. Operating expenses decreased, and profitability was up as a result. Revenues increased just marginally, though, around that 5 to 6% rate. Uh, the biggest part of the decrease in operating expenses was an over $1 million decline in legal expenses from, from legal issues the company had in the same period last year. This, uh, the reduction in legal 
issue should continue going forward. Now, if the company continues operating expenses in line, continues them at, at the current rate, and revenues can begin to increase at a higher rate, the company offers good speculative value. Again, this is if the company can repeat that, say, $0.17 cents it earned in the last quarter. The company, if it can do that, is likely trading at under 10 times earnings and probably offers some speculative value. It does have some attraction based on its balance sheet as well. So in this range, if the company maintains that earnings momentum that we saw, there is some value in the business for sure. So is this something that you're you're looking at more seriously right now? Yeah, I mean, it is a company we've owned in the past and, uh, you know, had a decent gain and we sold some shares. But that quarter was, you know, in terms of profitability, it was a step up for the business. We just have to look to see, you know, some of the things that we'd look at is whether or not there's a little bit higher than 5 to 6% revenue growth. We'd like to see an acceleration in terms of revenue growth. And it looks like there's a plan in place, but in the past, you know, management has 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 had a plan in, plan in place and not exactly checked off all of our boxes in terms of executing on that plan. So we'd have to see maybe a quarter again of them execute and bring the earnings that they brought in the last quarter. Uh, they did do what also is juicing earnings per share on a per share basis is they did a Dutch off or modified Dutch tender, sorry, last year. 4.9 million shares they bought back. So that's automatically reducing the outstanding shares by 22.4%. So that is going to lead to an increase in earnings per share over the next year if they can continue to be profitable like they were in Q4. Again, the balance sheet is good, 9.2 million in cash, no debt. So it checks off a lot of our boxes. It would just, you know, for it to be a full recommendation, I'd just like to see a, a higher growth path of, you know, higher than 5 or 6%, at least getting above the 10% growth rate, and that would really attract us. It does look like a company that may be a uh, takeover target. There was uh, a company that looked at uh, a purchase of this company uh, around a year ago. So, you know, it has some interesting technology. It's a, you know, cash-rich balance sheet, and, uh, you know, it does provide some solid profitability. So it does have some potential as a takeover target. We don't typically make a buy on a company just because it has the potential to be taken over. Uh, we'd like to see. The only thing this company is really lacking right now is a huge growth driver. It doesn't have that. It probably has some spec value as a value situation over the next year. Now we're going to look at our weekly uh, star, and uh, we're going to look here at uh, North American Construction Group Limited, symbol NOA on the New York Stock Exchange. Aaron's going to handle that one. From our Stars and Dogs segment, it's time for this week's Star. star, star, star. Thank you, Ryan. So our star of the week, North American Construction Group, uh, formerly known as North American Energy Partners. So the company provides mining and heavy construction services to customers in the resource development and the industrial construction sectors, primarily in Western Canada. Its core market is, is the Canadian oil sands, and it provides services like site clearing, access road construction, um, uh, construction and relocation of uh, mining site infrastructure, heavy equipment and labor supply, material hauling. So it's essentially, uh, it's essentially like a, an oil and gas uh, services construction stock. Uh, the company is up about 10% since it posted its Q4 results a week ago last Monday. 
Uh, but the stock price has also tr nearly tripled over the last year, growing from $6.50 per share to over $16 per share today. And this is especially impressive considering that it's been a relatively weak resource market. Uh, the NOA posted, NOA posted very strong financial results for the full year, growing revenues 40% and EBITDA by 61%. And that momentum continued into the fourth quarter with revenue increasing 60% to $131 million and EBITDA increasing 57% to $28.4 million. In spite of, of strong growth in operating earnings, the company's earnings per share only grew very slightly in the fourth quarter from $0.09 cents to $0.10 cents per share. And for the year, earnings grew from about $0.18 cents to $0.54 cents per share. So very good growth in earnings per share over the year. But at the current price, uh, higher valuation with the stock trading at, at over $16 per share today, you're looking at a valuation to earnings of about 30 times, a little over 30 times. Looking into 2019, management's outlook is extremely positive, and they are expecting growth of 70% in revenue and 60% in EBITDA. They believe that they can potentially achieve earnings per share of $1.60 in 2019. So that would that would be that would be a valuation of about 10 times earnings, certainly a lot more attractive. There are two areas of concern, though, that I do have. Um, firstly, the financial performance historically has been quite volatile, and we have seen big fluctuations in revenue and years of no profitability. They did just complete the second year of a three-year growth plan, so they may have made changes to the operating structure to drive better consistency, but that is a concern, especially in the area where they operate. Oil sounds, it can be very cyclical, very volatile, very commodity price-driven, and we don't want to invest in a company that, that is just basically going to see uh, revenues and earnings fall off a cliff once they complete certain contracts. We want to make sure that they have sustainability of that performance. My other concern is the debt, which currently sits at about $385 million. I think that relative to the EBITDA, the, the debt leverage is quite high, and, and that, that is a risk going forward as well, um, particularly given, once again, that they operate in the resource sector. But they had very stellar results for the year, and I, and I do like the outlook as well for 2019. So this is not something that I would rush out and buy a big position in right now, but it is an interesting story, and we are doing a much deeper dive into this stock for our clients currently. All right, that's a good summary. I, I think, you know, what, like you were saying, with any company that has exposure to a cyclical sector, uh, we would definitely, you know, we just caution on whether or not, even if it's trading at 10 times earnings uh, going forward, uh, you know, those earnings can fall off a cliff. They can be boom and bust. So it's it's very difficult for us to do anything other than a spec-type buy on a situation like that. It's hard to be a long-term investor in a company that services a sector that is very cyclical. All right, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Again, I'd like to remind all our listeners to come out to our spring workshops, our seminars. Kelowna, April 15th, 7 p.m. till 9 p.m. All of them are 7 p.m. till 9 p.m. Again, we stay after an hour at least to answer questions. Victoria, April 16th. Langley, April 17th. Vancouver, April 23rd. Edmonton, April 24th. And Calgary, April 25th. Thank you. Uh, keep, a, keep your questions coming in for your stock our take segment via Twitter or email or the regular social media channels. Again, Aaron, I'd like to thank you for co-hosting and profitable investing. Thank you. Profitable investing.